Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Aliyah Kidd and Curtis Massad and Kelly Hartzell, the chef and manager at Crate in Sturgeon Bay. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Good. Good morning. Good. So tell me a little bit about Crate. Crate is uh, located right on 3rd Avenue, right? It is. Um, and how long have you guys been there? This is our fourth year. So we've opened in about January, end of January 2015. Cool. And tell me, tell me a little bit about the, the history of the restaurant. What, what brought you guys together? Have you both been there since the beginning? I've been there since the beginning. Curtis just came on this past spring, and we're really excited to have him as a new chef and a lot of new ideas and new menu items, kind of changing the direction just a little bit. Well, tell me a little bit about that direction. For people who have never been to Crate, what kind of restaurant is Crate? Well, we're basically American with sushi, um, a lot of sushi, a lot of variety. And then we also have Pretty much something for everybody. Pork chops, steaks, salmon, scallops, starters, soups, salads. So there's really something for everybody. And Curtis, when you came on, what did you try to bring to the table? Um, my style personally for cooking is classical avant-garde. I like to marry the old and the new, bring in fresh ingredients and put a modern twist on them. Uh, always appealing to the demographic. Um, Whatever Sturgeon Bay people like to eat, I like to bring a fresh idea to that and let them enjoy their meal. One thing that I really love about Crate is the ambiance. Um, can you describe for anybody maybe who hasn't been to Crate what it's like in there and kind of what the inspiration was? Because I remember when I first went in, I was just kind of like looking around and I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, look over there. That's really cool. Just like a really interesting environment. I think um, the vision for me from the beginning was to have a little bit more of an urban feel. Um, the space had been really light when we got in there. So we'd wanted to go with dark ceilings, dark walls, make it a little bit more like sexy and urban, um, louder music, just a little bit more of a upbeat vibe. Yeah. I know you've got the crates, the literal crates mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of accent the space, which kind of ties in that, that seafood fish with the name, obviously, and then I really love the the backlit um, metal fish on the wall, mm -hmm. too, which is a really cool urban touch, I feel like. Right. Yeah. We um, get really lucky with an artist who did that. So and all of our steelwork. From my perspective, Crate was, you know, when, it, when, it, when you guys first opened, I was really excited because it seemed like it was something new and something different. Right. And one of the only places that you could get sushi. Right. Uh, there's a couple other places, but like you guys were focused on it, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Was that, was that part of the inspiration? Like, let's do something new and fresh and different? The original owner um, that started Crate with the idea, he was all about the sushi thing. It was like the fastest growing trend in America as far as food went, you know, a few years ago. And you know, we went with that and then we needed other things for other people because 
you know, it's a little bit small towny, so you got to have it all. However, the menu does focus on sushi, nearly 50%. And given we don't have a lot of competition in the area for sushi, we're able to experiment and bring new things to the table. So Correct. people are excited for that. Yeah. How does the uh, sushi maybe compare to coming from larger places that have more sushi places, like uh, coming from Madison or Milwaukee? Sure. What would you expect? Um, I am a huge sushi lover. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Milwaukee is Screaming Tuna. So I draw a lot of inspiration from them. Whatever new exciting things they're doing, I can maybe mimic a little bit or bring in, bring my own twist to it. So I draw on those larger markets and kind of taper it down into uh, the Sturgeon Bay market. Tell me a little bit about the, the, the sushi items that you have on the menu. What are you able to do that's kind of fun and interesting with sushi? Um, given our distributors, one of our largest fish distributors is Empire Fish out of Milwaukee, and they can source all over the world. Um, on the other hand, I deal with Hawaiian fresh seafood who can overnight me anything from the Pacific Ocean pretty much. So um, this past week we had bluefin toro. It's a species of tuna. Toro is a cut from the belly, uh, high marbling. In Japanese, toro means to melt. So I call it the wagyu of the tuna, and people love it. Tuna is the most successful fish on the menu, definitely. Delicious. Um, <laughs> and I know that you also do strive to use a lot of local ingredients. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we deal with a lot of organic farmers, microgreen farmers who have actually quit their day jobs and become farmers full time. So I'm happy to support people like that. And it brings a really, really beautiful accent to the menu with microgreens. What's been the response that you guys have gotten over the last couple of years? What are, what are people talking about when it comes to crate? Um, I think they love it. I think they love having the option. A lot of our customers are there once a week, sometimes more than that. So I think we're able to appeal to a really wide range um, of age. So we have kids in high school that are in there all the time. We have, you know, retirees that are in there all the time. So we can kind of hit the whole market with our wide variety of our menu items. So speaking of the wide variety, walk me through a, a typical day. Do you do breakfast, lunch, dinner, just lunch and dinner? We and are just dinner. Just dinner. Just dinner. So tell me about the menu then. I mean, you've got the sushi, of course, over 50% of the menu is sushi. But what are some of the other offerings that you guys are doing? Um, the salads I'm very excited about. Uh, we, we're keeping our bacon avocado salad. It's a standard. It appeals to nearly everyone. Um, we have a spiralized cucumber and edamame salad, which is fresh and interesting. It's a salad without lettuce. And then the seasonal microgreen salad, which I can utilize those local organic farmers. Um, my lemongrass vichyssoise. Vichyssoise is a cold puree of French origin. So to incorporate lemongrass, which is normally an, an Asian ingredient, I can kind of mix the, the two cultures together and appeal to the Asian lovers and the traditional culinary French lovers as well. That's fantastic. I love it. It is. Sounds really good. So is this a new menu that just went into effect or is that coming soon or? This is the new menu about a month ago. Yep. Just about a month. I released the new menu. Um, we have new additions to the sushi side and the entrees, small plates, soup and salad are completely redone for the summer season. Tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, where do you come from? How did you get into food? Um, I started working in kitchens at 10 years old, actually at the Sandpiper in Bailey's Harbor, doing fish boils. And from there on, I grew up in Sister Bay, so I had access to all these restaurants year-round. Um, graduated in 2010 from Gibraltar, 
with a full music scholarship, went to UW-Milwaukee for music, decided that was not the artistic path I wanted to follow, went to culinary school, given my base of knowledge, and worked in Milwaukee restaurants for six, eight years before uh, Harbor Fish Market here in Bailey's Harbor hired me back. And now I'm at Crate, and I couldn't be happier. And how about you? What's your, what's your Door County ties? What, what brought you here? I grew up in Sister Bay. So I've been working in restaurants, like every restaurant there was in Sister Bay worked at by the time I was, you know, 25, which was awesome and fun. And then I spent some time in a couple of restaurants in Seattle, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and then end up coming back to Door County, my late 20s. So do you feel do you feel like great? has that kind of vibe that you guys experienced when you were working in the cities? Is it something that you're you're trying to capture and, and bring to your location in Sturgeon Bay? I know that I needed it in my life. So I wanted a place to go, even if I was doing all the work there. I don't care. Like, I needed that place in Door County. So, um, I agree. Yeah, the scene that we've created at Crate um, is very appealing. It's the restaurant which I would like to eat at if I was off. So... Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's it's a great spot. I was just saying earlier that in the middle of winter, especially because you guys are open year round, which is wonderful, um, in the middle of winter when it's freezing, um, I love to go in and have some fresh sushi and listen to some Bob Marley and people are sitting at the bar catching up and there's awesome booths in the back. And like I said before, the ambiance is just great. So it's just it is a really awesome place to go and just be able to hang out. Um, I believe you have a wine and beer list is it do you also have cocktails that use um sake, sake? Yeah. yes we do have our sake cocktail list which we have about you know like 12 or 15 um different cocktails you can get made with sake so basically it takes the place of vodka mm-hmm. um it's delicious um whisco is probably the most popular one which is our take on an old-fashioned mm-hmm. except you use sake with it lots of bitters yeah so yeah and I feel like there was one that was spicy is that the spicy saccharita yeah my favorite I think that was my favorite we made a habanero simple syrup and just add that little squirt of that to the saccharita delicious any other specials on the the drink menu that you'd want to point out Um, I think our wine list is exceptional I mean we've got uh, tap beers as well but our wine list is really nice we also have bottled sake that's chilled so we have maybe like five different kinds of that. So you do have good options. Like I don't feel like people miss having liquor mm-hmm. when they're there. So with that, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into the, the artistry of what you're making there in terms of the food. Uh, but then I want to talk about what you guys have going on this year and some of the exciting things that are coming up in the future. Okay. They call themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Mackin Island, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. 
To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. Okay, we are back. So I want to talk just a little bit about the artistry behind sushi because it's 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 really not just cooking a burger. It's it's creating something that's not only palatable but visually interesting as well. Of course, visually interesting and unique. Um, so the rice, you have to start with the rice. The rice needs to be perfect, not chalky, rinsed out. The measurements with sugar and rice vinegar need to be on point. Otherwise. It falls apart and people get a bland sushi roll and nobody likes bland food. So always start with the rice and the seaweed, the nori comes next. Uh, we use gold nori, best of the best. Um, so when you mix those two, then it all falls on the ingredients that you put in it. You start on the bottom of the pyramid, work your way up. And so me being the food buyer, bringing in all this fresh food, the toro and fresh uh, seafood from Hawaii, really lessens the load a little bit in creating something unique when everything's fresh and delicious to begin with. So so for you, it's about nailing the basics, getting the foundation as good as you can, and then just pumping in as many delicious, fresh ingredients as possible on top. Absolutely. And that goes to really any path of art that you choose. You need to nail the basics before you can start being truly creative. And what, what types of creative liberties have you taken? I mean, are you, are you trying to push boundaries a little bit, or are you just trying to really hone in on what makes a good sushi roll? Me personally, my personal goals are to push the boundaries, like you said. However, the staff that I'm training has to be good at the basics, building the base for me so I can take it over the top. Um, I've worked a little bit with molecular gastronomy, using chemicals and like creating spherification, so turning pineapple juice into something that would mimic um, caviar or whitefish roe, something. So it looks like fish eggs on the plate, but as soon as you eat it, it's pineapple juice. Is there, is there something to the, the creation of the actual dish itself that is exciting in terms of the, the plating or the visual element of it? Because for me, sushi is, is almost as much a visual experience as it is eating. It is. Sushi and any food you eat, you always eat the food with your eyes first. If it looks good, you have this thought in your mind that it's going to taste good, and it sure as hell better taste good. Yeah, and as far as creating it, like, everybody that works back there, I used to do a couple nights on the sushi line, and it was always fun. You can always, like, do something different, the same role, but you can, like, do the sauces different or do this a little bit different, or you can cut things a little bit different that go on top. So yeah, and I, I you can really my, add your own like personal thing to it, you know? That's that's the benefit of having multiple artists in the kitchen is you can challenge your staff to create a blank sushi roll and then top it differently or combine flavors. Um, I'm not a tyrant in the kitchen. A lot of chefs will say it's my way or the highway. I created it. You make it my way. Um, if you have a great idea, tell me. We can work on it together. So I, I like that it's a team effort in creating these unique ingredients because... I'm not a perfect artist. I don't think of everything. Speaking of the the team in the kitchen, you had mentioned that it's it's an all new team back there, right? So uh, you guys have done kind of a, a revamp in a way. Uh, you're telling me a little bit about the menu and everything. What's so special about this year in terms of moving forward for Crate? We do have a couple of veterans, I'm going to call them, in the kitchen that were left over. Um, a couple of really great guys that have been dedicated there. Um, and then three or four new ones. 
I really enjoy that um, the employees are young. They're young, maybe 18, 19, and 20. So they don't have any bad habits. In the kitchen, you develop a lot of bad habits, whether it be knife skills or rotating stock, cleanliness. So I can instill all of the core values um, from culinary school and how to run a professional kitchen without having to break bad habits. And for me, for the front of the house, like all of our people are, have been there since the get-go pretty much. So everybody's really invested. It's, it's a family there. We really care about the food. If people are having a nice time, you know, entertaining everybody, we care about each other. So it's, it's really nice. We love it. Well, one thing, too, that I want to talk about, something that, that we're interested in up here is really exploring the thriving young community that's, that's coming to Door County and kind of creating this new wave. You're a young guy. You're a young chef. I am. What is it like to, to step into that role and to have a team underneath you that you're training? Uh, it's exhilarating. Um, incredible. There aren't words to describe it. To attain this level at such a young age, I you know, wake up every single morning and I cannot wait to get to work. And you say the kitchen life and being a chef is a lifestyle. It's not a job. And I'd like to truly embody that. So I believe you've gotten a couple awards from, is it dining table? Open table. Open table. Right. Uh, Because you do do reservations. Right. Through that. Online. Mm -hmm. So is that the best way if somebody is really looking for a special night or they want to bring a group in? Right. It's, um, you can reserve online through our website, through our Facebook page, and it'll lead you to OpenTable. Um, and then you can make a reservation. Obviously, we take them over the phone as well. Um, but it's a great option for people. I know a lot more restaurants up here are starting to do the open table thing, but people in the city, they that's what they use. So it's really convenient for them. And we had a Diner's Choice Award, what, three years in a row now? Yeah, I think since we've yeah. had open table. Sure. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the dining experience. If if you haven't been in the crate, what can you expect when you go in? Is it something that you're really trying to... It's not going to be quiet. So it's always a little bit more, um, I don't know, upbeat vibe, you know what I mean? So if you're looking for like a quiet place to dine, it's probably not there, but, you know, it can still be romantic. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of ties back to that space. Like, I love the fact that you've got booths, you've got small two top tables, mm-hmm. you've got a bar that you can dine at. And Which it is a yeah. lot of people do. Right. So you've really got a lot of options kind of depending on what you're in the mood for. Even. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, also it's a nice place. You don't have to dress up. You can dress, you can wear whatever you want, which is basically a door county anywhere. But you can be by yourself, come in, sit at the bar and feel very comfortable eating there. Um, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this recent change, do you think you'll be revamping the menu going forward? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm always looking for brand new, fresh ideas. Um, a menu grows stagnant very, very quickly. And before you know, you're stuck in your ways. All your costs have been hammered down and you just kind of coast and run the business instead of being creative and inventive and flipping it on its head. Do you feel that the the specific type of food that you're doing helps in that creativity and that you can revamp the menu maybe seasonally? Absolutely. Um, I'm constantly looking for fresh ingredients and the seasonality, um, not only from the land, but from the ocean as well. Uh, Some fish aren't fished in or aren't caught in certain seasons. So I always have to look out for that. And going into fall, fall is going to be a great time, but 
summer's here and summer is now. So you guys had mentioned how you're, you're trying to capture this, this urban feel and this young energy with the team in the kitchen and the, the clientele that you're bringing in. Are you finding that Sturgeon Bay is, is ramping up in that direction? Do you feel like Sturgeon Bay is changing over the last couple of years? And are you trying to, to find a way to fit into that as well? I think so. I think a lot of young professionals are moving into the Door County area or returning like myself. So they're coming from big cities or college campuses where they have access to pretty much anything they want to eat. And bringing that to a smaller market, I think, appeals to those people, the young professionals moving back into the area. So we can, like my partner Kelly's mentioned, stay ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a year-round town, so there's already, you know, a lot of people around in winter even. So we don't have to rely on the tourism as much. Sure. Because we, I mean, we're open seven days a week, all year long. So our weekends are always really busy throughout winter, actually. Well, and you guys, you guys said that you're doing your part to to fill the sushi niche. What else do you think we're missing in Door County? What's the what's the last restaurant that you still need on your on your list? Well, I I know in Sturgeon Bay I could have some really 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 good pizza. <laughs> That's a hint, great question. Hint. So, um, I like the pizza idea. I know. We we couldn't really do pizza though. No, it would be weird. Somebody else. Yeah, Asian pizza. Asian pizza. Yeah, sushi pizza. Sushi sure. pizza. Yeah. Have you guys done a sushi donut? I had one at Walt Disney World. It was wild. <laughs> we haven't, but we're working on sushi cones. What's a sushi cone? So it has the nori or the seaweed wrapped on the outside like a waffle cone, and then it's filled with rice and all of your ingredients, sauce on top. Um, it's really interesting. You know, you wouldn't expect it eating a sushi roll like an ice cream cone. Right. I'm sold. One of my favorite things in college in Madison actually was a sushi cup from Fresh Market. And they they had a sushi bar there, but it was just a cup and it was just all the ingredients mixed. And then so you can kind of eat it on the go. It's sushi mm-hmm. like in a cup. That's a really good idea. It was really just, I, delicious. I feel like I, one of our menus we used to have, it's, I think a chima, it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a big bowl of rice with all the vegetables and fish and all the different kinds of fish on top. Yeah, that's cutting edge in the market right now. Uh, Bowls are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not a lot of carbs in them. A lot of people are, you know, health forward now. Speaking of which, we're asked for bread all the time. Just a snack on before your meal. That's a normal thing anywhere you go in the States. And I think edamame is a way healthier way to snack before your meal. So we do a cold edamame and two hot edamames, one spicy garlic and one bacon parmesan. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you guys are, are excited about for, for this season? Uh, we're starting to really ramp up into it. Uh, anything else that you guys have coming up in the future before we uh, wrap up? Just excited to get going and same here. get into it. I'm excited to get that fresh fish from Hawaii. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in and chatting with us thank and you uh, wish us. you the best of luck on this season. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.